welcome to Fort Riley, the podcast. This episode, we're going to go a little bit in depth on hunter safety. Uh, Mike Houck, senior wildlife biologist. And so I understand that we've got a lot of great game on Fort Riley. Talk to me about the ability to hunt and how you take advantage of that ability here on the installation. Yeah, we do. Um, as far as the uh, game on the installation, we're, we kind of have a reputation for having some quality white-tailed deer hunting, and we're lucky enough to have a elk herd on the installation that was released back in the, the late 80s, and uh, the permits are issued through the state state of Kansas. We have uh, plenty of upland game birds to hunt, a really good quail population, and even some prairie chickens uh, on the installation that a lot of people don't get to hunt in the state. As far as uh, access to Fort Riley being a public uh, recreation area, it's fairly simple. uh, We have an iSportsman website uh, that the hunters can get on and register on. Uh, We have all the information on there for them as far as the registration, uh, then regulations, and uh, we, we put out notices and everything on there. The hunters, when they're coming on the installation, if they're coming on to do firearms hunting, of course they have to have those firearms registered, and that is done down at the uh, Visitor Control Center down uh, at, off I-70 and Henry Drive uh, near the airfield. Uh, they would have to have their uh, firearms registered down there. As far as the iSportsman, probably the most important thing for hunters coming on the installation is, is just getting to know uh, the installation itself, uh, getting familiarized with all the training areas up north uh, because there's no, there's no street signs up there for them. So they're, if they get lost, uh, you know, they don't want to end up in an off-limits area. So part of the iSportsman, when they're checking in and out, they are required to read the uh, open areas and that the open areas is actually sh- is showing them which areas are closed for the day. Some areas might be open for some recreation, like hiking, fishing, and stuff like that, non-consumptive use, uh, where some of them could be open for rifle. We don't allow uh, rifle hunters in areas where there's troops training. Some of the other recreation forms, uh, the non-consumptive forms, uh, there could be troops in the area. So we kind of want them be familiar with the area so they don't get into the wrong locations. And of course then with the blaze orange requirements, um, they are required to, during the firearms deer season, they have to have their full blaze orange uh, requirement on with a hat and 100 square inches of blaze orange front and back. During the off season, which would be be actually from April through the, the regular deer seasons and upland seasons, they would be required to have their one article of blaze orange on, which could be anything from a hat while they're moving. They could have a blaze orange hat uh, vest on, and then once they're stationary, then they could take that off. And you said they need to be familiar. Did I miss how they get familiar? Uh, the main thing is, is just knowing your maps. If they have a, some, some guys like to have the paper map still get around. It, it's just a matter of getting out in the field, getting familiar with their, their trails and the roads up north, doing some scouting. The other good thing is with the iSportsman website that we have, we have interactive map on there, and that's probably your best tool because you can actually get on your smartphone and while you're up there, turn on your, your GPS, and it shows you right where you're at on the map up there. Any of the off-limits areas are usually well-marked. Uh, if there's an area that's closed down for 
like a live fire exercise or something, they're going to have the roads barricaded off. So as long as we don't have anybody driving around barricades, we should be safe. How do people find out about the different hunting seasons in the state? And, and which are there exceptions to those rules for Fort Riley? The Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks uh, website, you can get on there and it they talk about all the different uh, game and seasons that you can take advantage of here in the state. Fort Riley's, uh, most of our seasons are similar uh, to the state. Um, there are a couple of exceptions and that would be our our deer seasons, our, our firearms deer season. And that's uh, primarily set up, we get approval through the state to set that up at a certain time because uh, of the training that we have on Fort Riley. We have the training holidays set up around uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and that's when we know there's not going to be any training during that time frame, and that's, so that's when we set up our firearms deer season. So that way it gives uh, the hunters an opportunity to get out there without you know, having restrictions from training, and, and it just uh, creates a safer environment. New hunter to Kansas, yeah, just make sure you uh, look over the, the regs, if you have any issues, make sure you, you call us. Just about everything you need to know is on our iSportsman website. But but we do recommend uh, if people are, have issues to call or stop by the office and talk to us. A lot of times face-to-face is a lot better. Our building's located at uh, 407 Pershing Court, and uh, our main office number is uh, 239-6211. And uh, you will get a recording there, but we are uh, constantly checking those, and we'll call you back. I have one more question. Is there mm-hmm. camping allowed in the recreation areas? Uh, no, there isn't. We do a lot of prescribed burning on Fort Riley, and uh, also have a lot of wildfires, too, just from training. And uh, that, that's one thing that's uh, really can be important for the recreationists to keep be aware of their surroundings and if there's smoke, you know, upwind of you, you're, you know, taking precautions because you never know if it's a wildfire. Sometimes those fires carry pretty quick and can you can get in a bind really quick with some of the fires. Normally when we're, if there's a prescribed burn going on, we, we usually have a lot of resources up there, fire trucks and stuff on site. And uh, so, yeah, if, there's, if, if they see smoke in, out in a training area and there's no one around, uh, we would definitely want them to report that. Thank you for listening to Fort Riley, the podcast.